This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show. Ahead, another WHL trade deadline has come and gone. We'll have full reaction from around the league. Hear from different general managers on the moves or lack of moves on the final day. It's all coming up. Connor Geeky has landed in Swift Current. The prize ad from the Wenatchee Wild, fresh off playing for Canada at the World Juniors. We'll hear from him as well. First up. One of the more active teams around the WHL trade deadline, even before the deadline passed, was the Swift Current Broncos. The Broncos making a splash coming out of the Christmas break by adding Connor Geeky, getting Jakob Dvorak to uh, join their team from Czechia, and adding Tyson Galloway, a 20-year-old defenseman, a captain of the Calgary Hitmen. Chad Leslie joins us. Uh, Chad, first of all, uh, it was a whirlwind. We're past the deadline now. Uh, How do you feel about how it all came together for the Broncos? goes yeah we we feel very positive about the moves we made and and the decisions that we made for sure obviously getting Jakob Dvorak uh you know for free was was a nice uh nice surprise for us for sure we've been working on that for quite a while and and felt there was an opportunity for him to come and and uh when he saw his ice time dwindling we felt very positive so we're we're very fortunate to have Jakob he's such a great kid and Obviously, that allowed us to to do what we did uh, with the geeky deal and the Galloway deal as well. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited to have all those three guys. When you chase a player like Connor Geeky, who is one of the best junior hockey players on the planet, he's coming up later here on our show. Uh, that's a big organizational decision because you know that is you know seven or eight pieces that you part with here. What goes into a decision like that uh, in Swift Current? Yeah, for sure. We we looked at it objectively, and, and as I said, you know, getting Jakob for free made it uh, feel possible to do so. And you know, you have to believe in your group, and I believe in our group. We unfortunately have had a lot of man games down this year with injuries, and and uh, mostly to our older players. So we've been out without you know, Owen Pickering for an extended amount of time, Connor Havitson for an extended amount of time. And, you know, and then obviously Matt Ward and Reed Dick. Uh, Reed Dick has only played 12 of our 39 games to this point. So, um, you know, we, we feel really positive about our group. And, and I'm quite, you know, pleased with the way that our guys uh, played the, in the interim with those guys missing and missing games. So we've seen a lot of guys step up and, and play some big roles in the younger groups. And so we felt comfortable adding just in regards to knowing what we have here as a group and hopefully we're going to get healthy right away here. So, but a lot goes into it being objective, making sure that we're not squandering our future. We feel we have some good players in the pipeline and we do feel we have an opportunity to recover some of those picks in the next uh, one to two years. So there was a plan behind it for sure. And and obviously, um, you know, the board being informed and and knowing what was going on uh, was uh, crucial as well. You mentioned Jakob Dvorak, who uh, you finally got to join the hockey team after taking him in the CHL import draft. You were looking for one more defenseman. You get Tyson Galloway, a team or a player that I think you'd be familiar with in the Eastern Conference, uh, a guy who's been around a long time here. What intrigued you about Tyson Galloway? The character piece, for sure, number one, just so many stories of how uh, high character uh, Tyson is and and for me, a big-bodied defenseman that skates extremely well. He's got a good stick. He defends hard. Uh, and he's definitely a guy that will help our penalty kill. So he's going to play those hard minutes. And if you do have an injury at some point uh, somewhere else in the lineup, uh, he's a guy that can play substantial minutes. So uh, getting him was uh, really important for us. 
I've heard word that, you know, these moves within the community have really, you know, thrown a bolt of energy through the fan base and through the town. And I, I saw that, you know, the Broncos offering, um, you know, prorated season tickets. Uh, the attendance the last couple of games with this knowledge has been great. Has this uh, energized the city and the community? I, I think so. I, I will say that I was pleased with our support all the way through the season. We've got terrific fans here, as you all know, in Swift Current, and they're very passionate and very knowledgeable fans. So, uh, But obviously when you make those additions and then you add a player like Connor Geeky coming off the World Junior, and like you said, he's you know one of the top juniors in Canada, no doubt. Uh, it, it is exciting. And so I think everybody's pretty energized and excited and uh, looking forward to us uh, getting a full lineup back in. You're in the Central Division, but compete within the Eastern Conference. There's a couple of other Saskatchewan teams that have felt that this is their time as well. Uh, we saw Moose Jaw, we saw Saskatoon uh, definitely take a step. It, it reminded me of 2018 when the Broncos won the league title, but Moose Jaw was right there. Regina was hosting the Memorial Cup and had a good team here. Uh, you, you could be one of the teams you know, facing off against a Moose Jaw or a Saskatoon in round two. It'll be a ultra-competitive competitive playoff this year is what it's shaping up to be. Yeah, it's exciting, I think, for the fans and those organizations have done a great job uh, building to this point to get where they're at. And we're not going to put the cart before the horse. We're going to make sure that we get into the playoffs in a good spot and and uh, get through that first round. Uh, there's not going to be an easy opponent no matter what. Uh, our conference is extremely competitive and on a nightly basis, anybody can beat anybody, which has uh, been fantastic hockey to watch so far. So the second half of the season is going to be really exciting, but uh, certainly we don't want to look too far ahead. You have a relatively young coaching staff. You just added Zach Smith, uh, a Bronco alumni. Uh, Terrace McEwen is your coach here. What do you want to see out of your hockey team here down the stretch to give you a, a really good feeling heading into the postseason? I, I want to see us healthy first and foremost and get everybody back in the lineup and uh, I think everybody knows that we can score goals, but I, I want to see us take a step forward in defending and and uh, you know playing on the other side of the puck and and minimizing opportunities for teams. I think uh, we're just looking to be consistent and and have buy-in from everybody. and And I think that it's coming. I really do. I'm really proud of our young coaching staff, and I think Karis is doing a great job uh, uh, with Regan and uh, with Zach and and everybody else that's involved in the staff. Uh, they've done a tremendous job and. Um, but we just want to strive for some consistency and uh, playing on the other side of the puck. Well, Chad, it's going to be uh, a great storyline to watch uh, the remainder of the season and the playoffs uh, across the WHL, but some some intriguing news coming out of uh, Swift Current for sure. Uh, Chad, thanks for being our guest on WHL this week, and, and good luck here down the stretch. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. From the drop of the puck to the edge and out cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Connor Geeky is a Swift Current Bronco, a seven-piece deal which saw the Broncos acquire the power forward from the Wenatchee Wild. Matt Barrett spoke to him ahead of his Broncos debut. The newest member of the Swift Current Broncos, and he's first off, it must be a little bit of a whirlwind for you the last week or so. Just maybe take me through what's been going on with you the last uh, little while uh, to get you to tonight. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, we were in Sweden for a little bit there. Um, you know, obviously fell a little short, so a little bummed out there. So I got to kind of spend some time at home with my family and kind of see all my friends again. And, uh, you know, the trade was announced. I kind of knew it was in the making, but, yeah. you know, didn't really know when it was going to go through. And 
uh, ended up being a lot closer to home than before. So uh, obviously really excited to be here. And uh, I, uh, I told Pick before I got here, we're not coming here to lose. <laughs> I love that. And obviously you mentioned, you know, guys like Picks and, you know, Philly and guys like that. Just how much easier does it make it for you coming here knowing that um, there's a lot of guys that you are, you know, pretty close with? Yeah, no, for sure. I think that makes every every team easy to play on. I think, um, you know, obviously you mentioned those guys, but, uh, you know, the guys that brought me in, uh, you know, like I've been here all year. So uh, super thankful for that and, uh, you know, excited to get this game going. I've been itching, uh, itching for a while. <laughs> you know, when you get on the ice for, will it be warm-ups that it kind of sinks in? Will it be, you know, standing on the blue line for the anthem? When do you think it'll soak in that, okay, we're here, let's, you know, settle in, we're good? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think it's just kind of in practice. You know, yeah. I've been up, you know, extra early, just excited for practice. I don't know why. <laughs> I normally get it when I don't play for a while, but I think, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty nice to be here and, uh, like I said, close to home, and obviously, I always hated coming into this barn, but now it's mine, so I'm excited. <laughs> Did you have you know some good games in this barn, or was it always tough to play in here? Does obviously that changes now that you're wearing different colors? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I obviously like they always, you know, I've always thought they were really uh, hard to play in, in their own rink. Yeah. So uh, I think I, you know, I had a pretty good game when we were here with Wenatchee, but yeah. uh, again, they didn't make it easy on me. So that's that's what I liked about <laughs> playing here. It was always fun and competitive. So. Uh, you know, definitely excited to be on the other side of it for sure. I know you've obviously got a sour taste in your mouth from from Sweden, but uh, are you able to bring that sort of that energy and that that salt maybe uh, to this team now and and to this run? Yeah, no, for sure. I think um, you know, I think when Terry kind of first gave me the call, I think they were looking for you know obviously a playmaker and kind of stuff like that. But I think uh, kind of throughout this whole year, I've kind of found another part to my game when it's a physical side being a bigger body and you know making some big hits and some big plays so um you know i'm coming here to kind of do what's ever best for the team and uh, obviously try and play the biggest role i can possible okay because i'm unoriginal i have to ask about the knob story um can you tell those who may not know about the the knob on your stick and what the big deal is yeah i don't know it got blown out of proportion yeah. uh, you know i've just always kind of used it um you know it started kind of probably when i was 11 10 or 11 or 12 area um, you know, it started pretty small, and then it just gradually kind of grew as my hand kind of grew. So, okay. uh, you know, I, I don't think I could ever not use it. So okay. um, I like to think it works for me, uh, but, you know, other people might think differently. Okay. Okay, some questions about you now. Do you have any weird or special talents that nobody maybe knows about? Uh, I won curling zones. Whoa. Yeah, during the COVID season, that was oh. probably it. yeah. Like like high school, like what was it kind yeah. of? Yeah, my high school team won. Oh. Yeah, and then we got to go to provincials, and I think we came fourth there. So it was a lot oh. of fun. So you're a bit of a, you got a bit of a curling bug in you? Hey? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Just every sport I can. I, I like okay. to play a lot. I think baseball is probably the biggest one. So okay, okay. Uh, what is your go-to pregame meal? Whatever's in the fridge. <laughs> you're not not too picky. No, it's whatever's in the fr- leftovers, whatever it may be. I think. If I had to pick, it'd probably be, like, steak and rice. But other than that, if, you know, there's leftover roast beef in the fridge, I'll gladly take that down. (laughs) Okay. Geeks, I appreciate the time, buddy. Welcome, and good luck. Thank you. You're listening to the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Around the WHL, we saw several teams shore up their roster for a playoff run. Although the Saskatoon Blades weren't overly active on deadline day, previous acquisitions of Fraser Minson, Alexander Suzdalev, Easton Armstrong, and Graydon Seatman showed they are willing to put a lot into the season. Blades general manager Colin Priestner stopped by the Saskatoon Blades broadcast Wednesday night to discuss with Les Lazarek. 
Yeah, I mean, this is the team we, you know, we've built, and this is the team we wanted, and, and uh, you know, we have, uh, we've gotten ourselves to a place where we're, you know, second in the CHL out of 60 teams in terms of uh, points percentage right now, and, and we're ranked there in the scouts poll, and uh, I think, you know, we're, we've gotten here without the, you know, we haven't really had Minton and Suzdalev play games really yet, or Babcock, so it wasn't like we had to... I didn't feel like we went and got and bought ourselves a team. We were in first place, and these guys are coming into a first place team uh, now that they're getting their games in. So um, that was really important to us. We wanted to have it. If we were going to spend like we did in terms of investing future picks, we wanted to make sure that it was the team had earned it, not like we need to save the team by adding these guys. So um, really excited about what we have. I think we're we're really deep at all positions now, and we've got obviously some extreme firepower up front now too. So. Um, you know, Babcock was the missing piece, we felt, and, and we got it done today. Okay, and you'd been looking to get him for a while, I understand. Oh, yeah. He was kind of our top target at the start of the year. You know, we wanted to add a puck-moving right shot guy, and Seatman was that guy, and then we wanted to have like a, you know, just the way Gustafson was for us in, in terms of like that type of player, or Schuldhaus, um a few years before that, or Wyatt McLeod in the bubble, which people wouldn't have seen. But th- that veteran defenseman that you know if, if you picture your team winning a championship and you, you imagine that guy with a missing front tooth with a giant beard <laughs> holding it up who looks like he's 30 you know that type of guy um and, and that's kind of what what we envisioned out of him and and you know he's plus i think 13 on a on a team that's i think below 500 still or close to it but he's he's playing against the top lines and he's mean i mean he he has no illusions about coming here to be on our power play he wants to come in here and and make life miserable for other teams' top players, and that's what—that's why we brought him here. And of course, a lot of people remember when you guys bought the team. And you said we're not going to do that sort yes. of a thing, and yet here it is—you've sold a lot, a lot yep. of, uh, bought a lot of things, and sold off a lot of your draft picks. But there's a reason. There's a core group that you had coming in this year that you felt this, yep. now's the time. There's there's a couple reasons. The first one, I'm glad you asked it because I've always said that, and we didn't want to be that team. A, like when you're this close, you've got a homegrown team, a home-developed, home-built team, and you can add a few pieces that are going to put you to what, and you're in first place at Christmas. There's never, if not now, when? If, if we don't want to try and win a championship for this city, when will we ever? If we're in first place when all of our rentals haven't even played yet. And so we could we could do the conservative thing and make the second round of the playoffs for sure and go tooth and nail. And we may still only make the second round in sports. Who knows? Yeah. But we want to have a chance to win a championship for the city. And we believe that the drafts we've had in the past two or three years uh, with this group of players, they're all signed and they're all coming in. We don't have to do anything with those guys. They're going to replace. Are we going to score at this clip next year? No. We're, we're, we're graduating some extreme scorers. But... We have a very solid team coming up for the future years, and I know that the city will support us if we're not in first place and we're in third or fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh, and that's the challenge. And and the second reason is I, I have a strong belief in myself and my team that we could recoup picks. We've done it every year in the summer. We've had o- extra overages. We've had guys, two goalies to trade. We, we've done well getting the seconds and the thirds and the fourths in deals, and I'm confident we can get those back. We have a ton of 19-year-olds that we can only bring back three. So we can recoup those. Uh, the first rounders are going to be harder to recoup, and that's going to require more of an organizational decision here at some point in the next year and a half. But we wanted to give this city a chance to do something special and have something in 5,000 people a game to start the year halfway. I mean, that's so special. That tells us they believe in us, and we want to do this for them. So if we didn't do it, I would just be sitting there every night saying, like, 
we were so close. Why yeah. didn't we? Like, yeah. this is our year. And the Lethbridge Hurricanes made a flurry of moves and acquisitions. General Manager Peter Anhold addressing the changes. I, I think the expectations uh, are set. It's pretty clear from my standpoint what, uh, what, uh, what a hurricane is and how we're supposed to play. But we added, we got a chance to add Chagurl. And we know this player really, really well, obviously playing in Calgary for the many years that he has. Uh, he's a really good two-way player, a uh, real character guy. Uh, he's going to give us a lot in, in a lot of different areas. So we like, like him a lot. Uh, getting Dylan Sador, uh, you had a player that had a pretty good playoff run last year, went and played in the played in the Memorial Cup, so we have that experience to draw on. Uh, he's got a motor, and, and he can score. You know, he's certainly got hockey DNA in him, which I like. Uh, so, so we're really pleased about that. And maybe m- more importantly, we got to keep Blake Swetlikoff in the league. Uh, he's going to go back to, to Swift or back to Kamloops. And, you know, there's, there's an example of being a good team guy and a good character guy <clears throat> carries a lot of weight. Um, around the league and and being coachable and and all the things that that are important uh and that that carried a lot of weight with sweaty um so so that's uh that was the situation there and then and then uh because of the assets that we'd given up uh we had we could pivot and and uh, moving zim off to vancouver uh and, and recouping a couple important draft picks for us was was a really important move for us. The Prince George Cougars leading the Western Conference after the deadline were quiet on the final day after previous moves to add experience. General Manager Mark Lamb post-deadline. Very happy with where we're at. Uh, you know, the trades that we've made prior prior to the deadline is something that we're really excited about um you know especially after seeing you know some of the trades today and and how they happened um you know the players that we got back this year and and I think the you know the rest of the team um how we played this year you know if you do bring guys in here you gotta you know slot them in the right spots and it puts guys in different different spots and it was just something that uh, it would have to really really make sense to do and nothing came to it the Kamloops Blazers last year's host of the Memorial Cup moved three veteran players for future draft picks and younger players GM head coach Sean Clouston says they are well set up now the next three to four WHL prospects drafts after the moves it really sets up our drafts for for a lot of years to come and that you know that draft board is the lifeline of, of of a junior hockey team and you know i know that you know we we gave up a lot of assets last year you know to to to, to try to be as competitive as as we could to build a championship team and so to be able to to flip around and one year later um, you know, get all those picks back and, and more. It, it's, it, you know, we all believe in the organization it was the right thing to do. The biggest deal of the day, that came right at the end when the Portland Winterhawks acquired Brandon Weeking's captain and Detroit Red Wings first-round pick, Nate Danielson. The package back to the Wheat City included two players, two first-round selections, as well as a fourth-round pick.
Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to our guests. And again, thanks to Matt Barrett and Les Lazarick for their help. I'm John Keane. Have a great weekend.